Good morning and welcome to a true Sunday conversation. Um, we are here. Um, I'm, 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 drawing, I'm drawing a blank. Let's see. We are presented by Loyalty Liquors and possibly Pack Leashes, but we're not really sure about Pack Leashes. We haven't been sure. We're, we're still unsure. Um, and we're hosted by uh, the, the duo team of Aaron Taylor and myself, Ben Schanenberger. And uh, we are coming live from the United States of America. This is, Go. This is probably the first time we've both been in Connecticut since... Well, uh, well, you came home right before I went to Jackson, so September, but what March before that? We're hey, we're taking our talents back to the Constitution State. Here we are. <laughs> um, a little bit of uh, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, you know, I had to I had to talk this one over with the producers a while to make sure we could you know we could get this. Uh, you know, in, in the uh, pod, in the script for today's episode, but I do need to give a shout out. Um, I guess I, I got to backtrack a little bit and I got to say that um, a very big um, thing happened in my life when I was down in what uh, we'll call it Latin, Latin America. Yep. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm engaged to my beautiful, awesome <laughs> snap for the boys, um, fiance, and yeah, it was uh, at first, you know, I couldn't really drop the knowledge because not even everyone in my family kind of knew about it. It was a, uh, it was tough to, um, I, I guess, be in a country and explain to a grandmother who is partially losing her mind that. <laughs> I'm getting married. So, yeah, so we never broke the If you do recall, Aaron said we do have some big news on the pod. But, yeah, the news is officially broken. I'm off the market. And I am giving a shout-out to my future sister-in-law, Anna Logan, because that's what she asked for, a shout-out. So that was what I had to run by the producers and – um everything was okay and uh here we are so that's a little bit of housekeeping news um, yeah i mean it's it's been weird for me obviously because i because i've known for i don't know it's been three four the weeks. whole yeah the whole time pretty much um but uh shout, yes, shout out <clears throat> anna logan you said yep shout out anna logan um but uh, yeah, Benny, big, big fucking news. I mean, it's, it's a funny, it, I, I haven't listened to the episode in forever, but when we did our, our episode on, on love and relationships, uh, 80 oh, um, weeks oh, ep ago. oh, episode, uh, what was that? Uh, seven, I think. Seven, Amore. Amore. 80, 86 episodes ago, you know, I think our perspectives were different, but you know, as life goes, you know, people come into your life that, that, um, you know, change your perspective, change your opinion. That's kind of the whole point. Right. And, you know, you find the person that that feels right. And 
you know, why wait? Fucking go for it, right? So, I mean, obviously, I'm fired up for you. Um, but uh, yeah, glad we could finally share that with uh, with the Sunday Conversation gang in all 21 countries. Yeah, no shit. Very exciting. Very exciting. So uh, that that was a, um, a very a special part of uh, my trip, I guess, our trip. Um, it was pretty fun in terms of how it all went down. But uh, yeah, so there's that. And now I think it's, uh, it's fine. We're, we're, we've, we've talked to everybody. Nobody is going to hear the pod. And be like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's a little bit of, uh, of, of housekeeping. And um, yeah, so we drove, we flew back from El Salvador on Wednesday. Mm. Um, we were in Georgia for a couple days and then we, uh, then we drove up here yesterday, uh, 18 hours, basically not even 17 hours and I think 10 minutes. And, uh, we left at, uh, Georgia at 5.00 AM rolled in at like 10, 10:45 to, to my dad's driveway here in, uh, Connecticut. So very, very smooth ride. Did a lot of crossword puzzles. Um, listen to some music, took a couple naps and, uh, bada bing, here we are. I mean, it's a fucking haul, man. It's a fucking haul. You know? Yeah. It was, it was also kind of nice though. It's like, we've been just running around flying on airplanes with all of our shit. And we were kind of trying to figure out our trip up here. We're like, let's just drive. We're like, yeah, that's a great idea. So yeah. plus you fucking it gives you yeah. the car gives you storage, you know. I mean obviously oh yeah, totally. Awesome, but like you're not lugging shit around the whole time. Plus, you know, having somebody with you makes it makes it that much easier. But those fucking dude, I mean, you're I was, this just kind of popped in my head. When you think about the amount of just moving around you've done since we started this fucking thing, it's it's kind of crazy to think about. Like, I'd be curious to know how many miles you've logged in the last you know going on like almost two years now yeah well shit from when we started the podcast and we were sitting there let's see dallas i ended up going to jackson hole hanging out in jackson we did that the tour up to you know montana mm-hmm. and then went down to uh fuck where did we go new mexico, new mexico yeah. and then back to jackson across the country to maine um fucking florida i mean i've been a a, quite a few fucking places but i think that's exactly how i wanted it to be mobile and uh kind of enjoying shit so i well i think it's i think it's been obviously great for you and and you know obviously i support you just about anything you do. Um, but you know, it's just so funny to see how much it's, and I've said this before, but like how much it's changed you as a person and like this great, this two year kind of nonstop journey with, you know, not always an end game in sight, just, you know, kind of going where the wind takes you. And it's a cool thing, man. It's not, it's not a thing. A lot of people, it's a thing most people don't ever do in their life, you know, at least for, for, more than a short period of time and you know this is just kind of what your life has become over the last couple years and it's it's been good for you man yeah totally 
So uh, as soon as we can get Shiba Inu to uh, <laughs> to get launched on Robinhood, I think we're really gonna be uh, really gonna be sitting pretty here. But um, yeah, man, how are you? How how's the uh, how's everything going? Um, well, good, Ben. Uh, this actually, I, I I don't know why it popped into my head. I, well, I was bartending last last weekend. I worked Saturday night and Sunday night, and. Uh, at some point during the week, it just kind of like dawned on me. I was like, dude, I really haven't had like a true day off recently. And so I went back and looked at the calendar. So at the end of the day, Friday, it marked the, the end of a 25 day stretch where I worked 24 days. The only day I truly had off was Thanksgiving or 24 out of 25 days. I was sick for like a couple of weeks in there. Uh, so this week has been great. I mean, business was fucking crazy this week. I wrote almost a hundred thousand dollars worth of business this week. And then on top of that, my sister came home from Florida on Thursday. So Thursday night, I went to her and my mom came down. We went out to dinner, uh, Friday. She did some shit. Yeah. Where'd you go? It looked, it looked, uh, we went to bar. Pretty, oh, that's right. I, I saw the, uh, a brief Snapchat, but I guess I forgot. Yeah, we went to bar and then uh, Friday night Ash was with her friends. And then uh, yesterday uh, we went to my, I have a 12 year old cousin who's playing hockey. So we went and watched his game and then uh, went for. Who's he playing for? uh, Central. Oh shit. The Central Capitals. Which by the way, just as an aside and only a handful of people will appreciate this statement. Central's jerseys haven't changed much since we were kids and they are fucking terrible. They are brutal fucking jerseys. Like if I'm a kid and I'm picking based on, you know, swag, like they were playing Yale. They're playing Yale's youth team and Yale's yeah, fucking get-ups are best, sick. Yeah, <laughs> some of the best youth hockey fucking uniforms going. Yale has I mean, Yale's youth team wears the same jerseys as the fucking college team and they're fucking dirty. Yeah, that's a that's a great color combo, the navy blue and white. Yeah, but um, I don't think anything beats just the old – Minnesota North Star style Echo Stars. Yeah, fuck right, bro. Those I mean, shit. Are you kidding me? The, instilled oh fear for the opponent gosh. the second you walked on the ice. There's um, nothing, nothing like wearing that black, black and gold star on your chest. Yeah, and just knowing you're a part of just a absolutely. It's funny. It's funny that we were called Echo. Yeah. Eastern, Eastern Hockey Organization. Organization. Echo. And I, I guess this is just, you know, from talking to my aunt and uncle, you know, because they're pretty dialed into the youth youth hockey scene in Connecticut. Like, like Echo apparently isn't like a great organization anymore. Like all the like apparently like all the organizations that were like strong when we were kids, like really either don't exist anymore or are, are not nearly what they were when we played. But I mean, that's because the dynamics of hockey have changed. Right. Like, you know, everybody thinks their kids going fucking pro now. So they try and get them on these you know, like MassCon and these organizations that, in fact, I, dude, so I was sitting in the, the lobby of the rink yesterday in Newington, waiting for him to come out. And there was like a, uh, I, I guess you would call it an advertisement for the Connecticut Chiefs. Um, yeah. And it was for Might Hockey. And, you know, it said, you know, Connecticut Chiefs, Might Hockey. It had a picture of a kid, you know, in the whole, in the jersey and the setup and whatever. And then at the bottom, it said like something to the effect of like, like the uh, best way to get your kid into college hockey, like more or less, like I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but that was basically the, the tagline was like, we'll get your kid into college hockey. And like, that is what 
hockey has become is like you play like we're trying to get you to go play college hockey where like you know when you and I were kids I mean sure that was a thought but that wasn't like why we were playing no and I also even wonder if when the first time I in my life even found out about like college hockey yeah I don't think like high school maybe probably like I, I don't think I was like yeah, it's crazy to think that, like, and then, you know, you figure out that there really is at, like, when we played, there was a, a way to play, I guess you could call it, like, um, club hockey, you know, I don't know what we'd call that. Echo was, like, an organization. Right. We'll call it, like, uh, like the Connecticut Chiefs, like, maybe a club. Yeah. So like what there was very few clubs. Or would you say like the Falcons or whatever the, yep. the Coyotes were up in uh, Springfield, out of Springfield, and then um, like Mid Fairfield was yep. like a hockey club. I would say like send it like I mean shit. There was a time probably when we were like fourteen years old. There was a a Mid Fairfield team that had like nine guys that are in the NHL currently. Yeah. Um, like insane. So. Yeah they i'm sure were were focused on playing college hockey and they all probably did but we we're just playing for the love of the game i mean, I mean for real though like that i mean that's what it two was practices just, yes. a week two games it wasn't like we were you know doing like the I don't, what do you call it nowadays like fucking these kids are practicing almost every day they got all their well i mean and you shit. and you like, saw it like when you were when you were doing you know private coaching like you know, these kids these days have fucking skilled coaches and skating coaches and like, you know, they're doing, doing shit all summer long. I mean, I, you know, I would do hockey in the summer too. Not usually not the entire summer, but for at least a few weeks, I'd do a couple camps and, but like these kids are fucking on the ice constantly. And like, I don't know, I'd be curious to, to know if like, if it's actually fun or if it's like, it's like a tedious, almost like a job for them, you know, like doing and, all this extra shit. And the other thing is like some of my, like playing the game for a long time i personally think that being like an athlete like i i was not just dedicated to hockey it's like in the summertime i was playing baseball and yep. doing all this other shit and it's like i truly think that the the hockey player i became um like i wouldn't have become that player had i just focused on hockey my whole life you know i always had great hand-eye coordination like tipping yeah. pucks or whatever and it's like who's to say that playing little league and then you know high school baseball didn't help my hand-eye coordination watching a you know puck fly at me and being right. able to redirect it or, or whatever it may be um so you always hear about like the uh you know the people that are so focused on just like one sport, one sport, one sport. And yep. a lot of times they get burnt out. Well, that's what I was, I was actually um, going to say is that like that, that playing other sports probably, you know, helped with the burnout factor. I mean, oh, I, I, I remember being, you know, probably, I don't know, 12, 13 years old. And like, and at that point I was only playing hockey, you know, I had played other sports growing up, but, but, you know, at that point I was only playing hockey and it was, you know, it was year round. You play, you know, it's starting the fall. Your travel team would start in the fall. You play until the spring. Then you play spring hockey most of the spring. You get a couple of weeks off. Then summer camps would start. I'd go to UConn for a week. I'd do Mike Harder's camp. Um, you know, and then 
next thing you know, the, the travel, travel league starting back up again. So I remember being pretty burnt out and like telling my dad, like, I don't want to play hockey anymore, man. Like, and, and God bless him for this. He was like, if you want to quit, you have to go in and tell your teammates and your team, you quit. And I was like, there's no fucking chance I'm doing that. And so I never did. And, and obviously, you know, like, you know, once I got to high school, you know, guys that have become, you know, my best friends, even still today were, were guys that, you know, I played high school with obviously you, you know, I've been playing, I played with when I was a kid. So, you know, that was like really important, but the, the broader point I'm making is like, I totally remember getting fucking burnt out and just playing all the time. And like, that's what these kids, it's all they do, man. It's, it's like, it's fucking crazy. And and cause the crazy part about it, statistically, the chances of them playing college hockey are, you know, so slim anyways, you know, forget about the pros, you know, I mean, you know, you went through the system and you played the game and the politics and all that stuff. And like, you know, at the end, you know, when you, you know, you won, won the championship in, in the federal league, like, you know, but that was a fucking grind. I remember talking to you and it was like a fucking grind, like getting bounced around between teams down South and shit. Imagine, imagine if they sat me down like at, at 12 years old and they were like, Hey Ben, um, your option is to uh, work as hard as you possibly fucking can for the next uh, 15 years, yep. give up most of the things that um, kids enjoy doing and you will get to play at a division three college and then win a championship in the worst uh, professional hockey <laughs> league there is, or you can go ski um do whatever you want as a kid enjoy the outdoors travel do all this shit instantaneously i would say please i want to be a division three uh hockey player at the and win a pro championship at the lowest possible level that you could win one at that's what i would have said of course of course i I actually it's like because the more i realize now it's like you know I'm, I feel so blessed that I kind of get to be doing like or living this lifestyle. You know, when I kind of made that decision to stop coaching, it was, it was basically like, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to get out of the rink and I'm going to go live, yeah. which I have never done before. Yeah. And I think that's been the most important part of my life. Like, so like changing that that perspective. Cause now I, as I look back on it and think about, it's like, man, let's, let's go spend every waking moment in the Zamboni exhaust filled hockey arena indoors in the middle of the summer, it's blue sky. Um, the ocean is perfect. Uh, you can go fishing. Uh, you can lay on the beach. You can hang out with friends, or you can go stand behind the bench of uh, a youth hockey team and and coach them, and then hear their parents bitch and moan <laughs> and fucking my kid's better than this kid, and and Johnny should be on the first line, not the third line. He's the best player on the team. Uh, it's, it's, it's like, I couldn't be more thrilled to be out of that 
situation. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, sometimes you've got to give up something you love to find your passion, you know, like, and, and, and don't get me wrong. Like, I think there's a lot of, I think, especially coaches, youth coaches, like they deserve all the credit in the world because like just being in the stands yesterday and listening to, you know, these, these hockey parents and like talk to each other and shit. And it's like, dude, these kids you, are 12 you, years old. You, wait, know, you know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, wait, do you mean Wanda? Karen yeah. and Irene. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what they call a callback in the, uh, in, in the business. Um, but dude, just sitting there like listening and it's like, you know, the stuff that the parents are getting upset about or critiquing or whatever. And it's like, dude, at the end of the day, these, first of all, these kids are fucking 12. So like they're under, they don't even have a full understanding of the game of hockey yet. That does, does that takes years to develop. And, and most of these kids will probably never even develop it, you know, cause they just can't get taught to play the game a certain way. And like hockey is kind of a, and I love how this has like turned into a hockey podcast. <laughs> Start off the episode, Ben's engaged. Okay, let's talk about hockey for the next 20 minutes after that. Um, but like, you know, that that hockey IQ, so to speak, the understanding of the game, the way the game flows, like that just comes with experience. Hockey's like art, you know, and it's 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 not it's not science, right? Science is by the book, everything's done a certain way. Art is, you know, being creative and flowing and you know, feeling the energy of the game and hockey is very much like that. But when you're being taught as a kid, you're taught to play a certain way. You're the left wing. This is your responsibility. This is where you should be on the ice. This is, and like in yeah, reality, like, you, you know, they give the coach has a little coach's board. Yeah. And he takes, he takes the fucking dry erase marker and he puts three lanes down the center yep. of the ice. Okay. You can't, Hey Johnny, you can't go over this lane. Right. Stevie, you're the center, so you can go to Johnny's side and yeah. Jimmy's side. Jimmy, you can't go over this line. Don't go into Stevie's yep. area. You know, it's like, what the fuck? You know, and then, and, and then dude, go ahead. And then all, I was, all I was gonna say is like, and then you have the kids who are just like playing hockey. Yeah. Like, whatever, go wherever the fuck you want. And then that's the kid who ends up like, you know, excelling because right. he's like, fuck, you know, it's like, yes you're trying to learn the game, but it's also like, you know, getting touches, like how often are you t touching the puck or, or whatever. So it's like, I, I completely get what you're saying in terms well, of it's, like, it's like, it was obvious watching that yesterday because these kids would basically, they'd pick up the puck, you know, in the neutral zone, you know, let's say the right winger, the right winger would skate straight down the right wing and he would either, you know, th these kids are a little bit more creative. The game has changed since when we were kids, but like, you know, he would either try and make a cut move into the middle of the ice as he got closer to the net, or he would just shoot from outside. I even said to my uncle at one point, I said, like, because I noticed multiple times where there was like kind of mini two on ones breaking out, but the kid would be skating straight down his lane and then he'd shoot the puck and be like, dude, he like he the defenseman's cheating. His guy's coming down the wing. He's open. If he just puts a soft little touch pass and this kid's going to be in on a fucking breakaway and like. All it was, skate straight down the lane, shoot, skate straight down the lane, shoot. And it was like, it's obvious that that's what these kids are being taught. And that's because, like I said, like that hockey intelligence, that hockey IQ, you either learn it or you don't, but you can't be taught it. You have to figure it out for yourself. And Aaron, I'm just like thinking as you're saying here, it's like, unfortunately, that was what we grew up with. Sure. Like we grew up with that. Now. It's like then, like for, for my case, you're talking about me doing like the private coaching and stuff. So then like there's somebody like me who plays a little bit. Yeah. And then I finish my career and I start coaching. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, 
you got three kids and you're like, okay, Stevie, you're going to take this puck. You're going to get to the middle of the ice. You know, you're going to take that D man with you. Now you can just leave it. Yep. Johnny's going to come behind you, pick it up. Now you've taken him out of the play and then he gets to go around. Yep. Now, unless you can, unless you can explain that to a little kid by like showing him yep. in a private situation, you're never going to be able to like tell him that right? because the coaches that are coaching at that level, no offense to them. They're fucking godsends because yep. somebody has to do it, but they're just, they're not qualified. And that's where you can immediately start to see like the perspective you know, it's like, why does every guy that played, like, even even my kid, I played at the lowest level minor hockey, professional minor hockey that there is. If my kid started playing, I would have enough connections in the game yeah. to just, oh, that's my old buddy that I played with. Yeah. He's coaching here now. And then, and then you start to see, like, why so many of these professional hockey players, kids, start to advance at a more rapid pace right it's like because they can like you know guide and manipulate and you know it's like hey yeah you're doing this at practice but maybe we're going to work on this in the driveway or something and then then next thing you know it's like now fucking bc wants my 11 year old kid right you know or, or or whatever it is and it's like uh you know, that wasn't our mentality. It's like my men, my mentality was I was bigger, faster, and stronger. And I was taught how to skate down the right side or, or, or whatever it may be. I was the right winger, yep. but, but now we have this body quote unquote that we're going to start to teach. Like yep. he's already got the, the physical aspects. Now he's, he's lacking the brain. So yep. we're just going to pound this into his brain until he understands and we're probably going to bitch at him every fucking time he comes off the ice (laughs) for the next seven or eight years, but he'll get it. He'll want to quit every day, but he won't because, you know, it's like, you can pick a guy who's like, all right, this guy wants it and he's going to do whatever it takes, you know, and you can kind of like, you know, from there start to manipulate a player, but, Unless a kid, it's like gets it from like the kids that get it from the get go are gonna go on and yeah. and and be fucking superstars. It's just cool. it is what it. I can tell you right now, Cam Atkinson. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about how Echo used to be a good program back in the day. Well, we were number three in the state. We had probably one of the best players in the state, which I was like going to comment on. This kid, Chris Jacoma was the best player on our team far and away. And he quit hockey the next year. Yeah. So there's a burnout um, situation. But so we played, we were in the, it, it was division one. So it was the highest level in the state. Um, it was us, Darianne, New Canaan, and Mid Fairfield. And we played Mid Fairfield, the, t- the team we we're just talking about. And we lost, we lost eight, eight to four. I remember this. Cam Atkinson had seven goals and an assist. <laughs> Cam Atkinson's an NHL superstar. He was a, a superstar at Boston College. Yep. You know, we're talking the best teams, you know, or place, you know, went to went to Avon Old Farms, 
you know, lit it up there. Went to Boston College, lit it up. First American League hockey game, I'm pretty sure he had like two goals and an assist. Yep. And then he got called, you know, whatever gets called up. And, and now he's, you know, played 700 games in the NHL with, you know, 500 points or something. But uh, it's like you could right there, you could tell that kid was a, an NHL superstar at age right. 10, 11, 12, 13. Right. So it's like all everyone. And then, and then there's me. It's like, oh, I'm going to play in the NHL. Like, no, you're not at all. Like, I'm sorry, but it's just, I don't even know. It's like, it's like a. And yeah, well, the other thing. Youth sports, man. And well, it's just, it's just such a great, like, you know, and there's so many, and I noticed this a little bit yesterday and and in all honesty, the parents were really not that bad. Like all things considered from, you know, the stories you hear about hockey parents, they really, really weren't that bad. All things considered. But like, there's the dude who, you know, is living vicariously through his kid because he never made it. And he thinks he can teach his kid and get his kid to get there. And like, at the end of the day, so much of it is about who, you know, like you said, you know, having those connections, but also it's fucking luck, man. It's fucking luck that, you know, your kid plays in a showcase where there happens to be a scout there who maybe was there for somebody else. And, you know, just happened to know your kid had a really good fucking game. And, you know, the scout happened to notice him. like, you know, it's, just as much about luck and anything and i think like the the broader point should be like you know and and you know we have friends that have kids like and and kids that are going to be in youth sports and shit and like you got to just let your kid have fucking fun and you know if it works out it works out but forcing them into doing it is not going to make them love the game anymore and like i said i mean you know my you know my hockey career is long gone and and you know i don't even play that much anymore but the connections from the game are you know friday night right. i was up at scott max house it was me scott dino taylor dylan john like all guys i played hockey with you know and they're mm-hmm. still friends with today and hockey is the reason for that right and then the other thing i was going to say that's like you know for you and for me it's like you know then look at look at like even though we're sitting here saying like you know there's so much more to life than hockey it's like boom, you move out to, to California yep. and, and next thing you know, you know, you get hooked up with a group of guys and you're playing on, you know, the, the glorified men's league that I yep. was playing on down in um, Dallas and then, you know, in Jackson for a little bit or whatever. But it's like, that's also the other side of it. It's like, if you're in the game, you're in the game. You know, it's, there's always that. Like for me, I was so done with hockey. So yeah. done with hockey. And then, all of a sudden that like the, the Texas Titans team like happens and I'm like, Oh wait, am I done with hockey? <laughs> and then, and then you go and you play and then there's a group of guys and it's yeah. like a good group of guys. It's like, it's fun. It's a, it's an extracurricular activity. And then it was like, okay, I'm actually done with this. Yeah. And then I'm like, definitely done with hockey. And then I moved up to Jackson hole and you know, the, the pandemic was happening. So like the rink was in shit was closed and stuff. But then this year, it's like one of my buddies that I won a championship with in Watertown. <clears throat> he posts on his Instagram, like charity game, whatever, uh, Friday night. Yep. And I fucking message him. I'm like, dude, you're in Jackson hole right now. He's like, yeah, come skate. I'm like, Henner, I don't have fucking gear. I sold all my equipment. <laughs> like, no. And it wasn't 35 minutes before he texts me back. He, he, he like remembered what size shit I wore from when we played. <laughs> 
He's like, okay, I got everything for you. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I got everything you need. He's like, come skate tomorrow. So then I go skate. And then next thing you know, it's like, you're with the boys again. You're yep. having a fucking blast. It's, yep. it's low key. It's not, you know, it's not like a, a, a situation where you're, you're fighting for your life every day, right. worried about right. getting cut. It's just like, oh, wait, I'm just going to, I'm hanging with the boys. So then she's like, okay, I kind of appreciate that I'm involved in this game. And yep. then, you know, whatever. And then I, I quit again. And then, um, We'll, we'll just wait until no just, until the next but, uh, until yeah, the ponds what, freeze and we're out there again yeah yeah or whatever it may be but it's it's uh you know it's you're involved and it's like no matter what you say we could we could write hockey off for the rest of our lives but we're always going to be hockey players you know yeah. it's like it's 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 the probably gr- it's the greatest it's probably fraternity on the planet the, i was just gonna say it's probably one of the best groups to be a part of and uh i mean you you what you what you said you know especially for me in my in my hockey journey you know like when i moved to california and you know before i gotten out there john was like hey you know i I play on this you know like you said glorified men's league uh you know team and and we travel and you know we're looking for guys and it's pretty good hockey you know i was like for sure man i'm down and you know the first two games i played were in vegas and what ended up happening? Oh, Vegas! Oh, Vegas! Ever heard of it? Yeah, it's like Las Vegas Super Bowl weekend, Patriots Seahawks. Um, it, but what ended up happening because of that was that, like, obviously, I moved out there. I knew, I knew John. I knew, you know, our other roommate Cam. But that was about it when I got out there. Right, and, and then, then and then all of a sudden you have one practice and then sixteen new best buddies. And then I was just going to say, and then now I have a bunch of friends, and a lot of those kids that we're playing with were from the East Coast, so they, you know, they weren't like that soft California type kid. They were, you know, East Coast people, so they were more my people. And then you know, it got it got me to the point where I hey, had my own friend. Can you group. just stop one sec? Yeah. Hey, uh, Alonzo and Harry, if you're listening, you hear that? There's some guys from the East Coast, not a bunch of soft little fucking California fucks, and Frosty too. That goes to you too, Frosty. All right, I go mean, ahead. And, and don't and don't get me wrong. There was some, you know there were some really good hockey players that I played with that were from California, but you know at the end of the day, uh, you know the the group of friends that I ended up like hanging out with the most were kids from Boston, Rochester, you know just just East Coast guys, and but the broader point being is that like I've said that three fucking times this episode. Uh, like some of these guys I still keep in touch with my, my line mate, my center on that team, the kid Mickey is like, you know, we still chat every once in a while on Instagram. I was, uh, he has become like fucking and He's got 120,000 followers on Instagram. His he's, he works for this company called throttle, which is like a big deal. in like the tuner car uh, community one the their youtube channel has 1.5 million subscribers he's like a he's like a main fact this dude was my center and he was you know at that time i was 25 26 25 26 and he was like 40 and he was our center and like he he just didn't have the gas or like you know no pun intended but he like you know he'd get off the ice after 35 seconds like a cnhl it's like bro like we can probably stretch to a minute here but him and I had this great connection on the ice and he became a close buddy of mine. We still chat to this day. I haven't seen him in fucking five years, six years. And, but so like that, like community of hockey players is like, it's just a great fraternity to be a part of Matt. Wolanski texted me the other day. He sent me a picture of this, of this kid from his Thursday night skate. And he's like, do you know this kid? And I said, no, at first, I just didn't recognize him at first. And he's like, 
He's like, you said you guys used to play together. His name's Jack. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I went to Eastern. Yeah, I used to play with him up in Bolton. Sure, I know. I'm like, how's he doing? Yeah, great. He's like, you know. And then Matt was like, hey, you know, on Thursdays, we kind of rent ice down here. Uh, you know, if you ever want to come down and get a skate in, and I'm like, I'm like in January, my schedule frees up. I'm, I'm definitely down to come down on a Thursday night, get a skate in, you know, and see these dudes. But, you know, there's another dude I haven't seen in fucking 10 years. And it's like it, Jack, not Matt, but like, and it won't matter. Like I'll see the kid, Hey dude, you know, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. And just get back out there. Like nothing changed. And just the greatest fraternity that, that has ever existed. And I, you know, I think I could speak for both of us, like super, super blessed to be a part of it and, and have it be a gigantic part of our lives. Yeah, no, no question. I mean, this I, podcast I, doesn't happen without hockey. Yeah, that's that's a fact because we're we're buddies from hockey. So, right. um, yeah, there you have it. Even though you yelled at me during a men's league game one time, um, Aaron, just put your fucking stick down. <laughs> that was the exact. And then what happened? The exact fucking thing. <clears throat> Rifled it in right off my stick. Easiest goal I've ever scored. <laughs> Didn't even have to do anything. <laughs> um. All right, let's let's wrap it. Let's get let's get on with our lives uh, after we just reminisced about hockey for 40 fucking minutes. Uh, episode 93 of the Sunday Conversation podcast presented by Loyalty Liquors. We'll get the pack leashes thing going in January. I got a little bit more time for it. Um, check us out on Instagram at Sunday Conversation. Uh, whilst there, we finally got back into our Patreon page and, and you know, things are going great. So it was uh, thanks again to everybody who donates every month. You guys are crazy, but. We fucking love you for it. Um, whilst on our Instagram page, the link to our Patreon page is in the bio of that Instagram page. Uh, Benny, you got anything else? Um, no, not at all. Enjoy life and uh, stay warm to all the uh, New Englanders. Yeah, and congrats. Even though it's, again, not, it's, really, it's really not that cold. No, it's actually kind of nice. It's kinda nice. It's nice out. Um, and congrats again. Huge news. Just another, another like life. I mean, it, just one more thing. You know, when we kind of started this, our our idea for it was like, hey, like this is almost going to be like an audio journal of like our lives and like the journey that we go on. And like, you know, here's just another major chapter in one of our lives that's, you know, happening. And, and you know, we have this listener base that's just along for the ride. So, again, th- thanks for everybody who listens. It's fucking it's crazy. Anybody listens. But uh, it's not for you. It's for us. Yeah. So- sorry, hey. listeners. Sorry. But thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you. Great chat, buddy. Love you. All, th- all 330 million of you. <laughs> Love you, bro. Uh.